0: Hello and welcome to the latest
1: episode of the Copcast podcast. Joining me, Neil Patterson, to talk about all things LFC, including uh, the Fulham game and uh, where we find ourselves now looking ahead to the, to the next batch of games uh, are a couple of lads you probably know the voices of already. Um, in Belfast, we've got, uh, well, both in Belfast actually I think tonight. Um, via, uh, from Donegal uh, We've got John Henderson How are you doing Johnny? Yeah, yeah, I'm
2: good I am still. I managed to stay awake After seeing my my home country Play out as the, one of the worst games I've ever seen against Northern Ireland So, still awake I'm sure Dave might be more enthusiastic As they had a wee bit of the better of that game But uh, yeah, it wasn't very good Two O'Neill's and 0 nil, And uh, yeah, a bit grim
1: yeah, rather cancel each other out. I, I saw the second half and I think Northern Ireland did have the upper hand like um but yeah, it wasn't exactly a spectacle. Um, yeah, they
2: were neither they were the better team, definitely, Northern Ireland, you know. They looked a better they looked a better team for sure.
1: Missed a couple of big chances as well. So yeah,
2: well it wasn't very good game though. Wasn't a
1: dearth good. of a dearth of goals on the island, like that's for sure. <laughs> a dearth of quality. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and um as I mentioned also in Belfast, uh,
0: I've got David Dunning. How's it going, Dave? Uh it's going rightly. And I think just on your previous comment, I think Johnny, it says it all whenever your goalkeeper is given man of the match. So um I'll uh, I'll just I'll just leave that there and you can you can go home and you can go to bed tonight and you can think about that. You can think about it. Think about a, a country with a population of a third of yours that absolutely dominated, just outplayed, just and controlled yeah. the game with their possession, and had some good Dave, chances when you kick the ball up into the box to that big centre half, and that was good. But you know, in
2: fairness, in fairness, Dave, if I was going to bed, uh, I would probably think about that game because it would really help. It standards. would certainly put
0: you to sleep. To sleep. That's true. That's that's true. It would. That's true. That's true. That's true. But yeah, certainly two 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 very two very different styles of football, I would say. Um and we'll we'll just leave it at that, shall we? But yes, apart I'm 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 doing fine. I'm doing fine. Thanks. I'm doing uh, fine. thanks Chief. How are you? I'm I'm grand. I'm grand. I'm doing
1: doing just fine. So uh yeah, I, I caught what what was he coined it earlier, Dave? The Brexit derby. Well I've decided to start calling it now the soft border derby. Soft border derby. <laughs> The Theresa May's getting uh, there, get, facing
0: there, facing there. Fucking no confidence. Yes, the the vote of no confidence, Darby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think uh, I think the Theresa May standing is
2: uh, something akin to uh, Martin O'Neill's standing currently. In. yes, there is, there's, there's a, a, f- a fairly remember. accurate parallel.
0: Yes, I, I think. seeing He got so, has, see so many boos walking out of the walking out of the Commons, and he got walking out of the Aviva.
2: Yeah, it's all a bit of a clusterfuck, whatever way you look at Oh,
0: it's a giant,
1: giant, giant disaster. What's and your... again, and who again, could...
0: Northern Ireland—we're just this innocent party in the middle, just trying to do our best. You know, <laughs> who could have foretold that? Anyway,
1: nobody saw that coming. Sure. Um, so moving on, moving on, and back to Liverpool. We've got plenty to plenty to talk about, I suppose. So. We're going to start by just uh, going over the film game uh, loosely and chatting about what, whatever uh, arose and arises from, from that. So, um, yeah, 2-0. Um, I suppose def- with the benefit of, of, of hindsight, you would definitely say it was a thoroughly professional performance. Goes at the right time. Uh, pretty dominant. Um, obviously, a couple of, couple of moments they had. Uh, but I think we looked a bit more fluid. Is is that fair to say? Nice go from Salah, quick thinking. Um, yeah. What? Uh, give us your thoughts on those and, and anything else, Johnny.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was um, it was it, it was a strange sort of game. I thought. I mean, in the end, it was a very comfortable comfortable win. Um, but it had its moments where it felt. Uh, you know, I think when we when you sort of look at the the first half in particular, it was a bit. We we were a bit disjointed, and they looked very very dangerous at times. I actually think, ironically, the, the Jakanovic's been sacked since, but it was probably one of the more impressive um, Fulham performances. You know, they looked like they they carried a threat. Um, there was obviously the one where um, Sessignon got through, which was a you know that was a really big chance. And to be honest, the way we were playing at that point. You know, if, if he had put that in the net, it would have been would have been a big chance for us, I think, to get the three points. Um but we as you say, that you know, it was the, the goal was it was fortuitous. There's no two ways about it. I mean, take nothing away from um Salah, it was brilliant, um brilliant very sort of like last season. He just squares up the keeper and he slots it in and it was um the way it gets away was 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 brilliant. It was a lovely wee ball from Trent. But if you, if you, if it happened Liverpool the way that the goal came about, you you would be you would be cross about it, I think, because you know Mitrovic. All right, he is. I think he's marginally part of his body's offside. I don't think anybody bloody understands that rule anymore. But um, it, it was part of his body was offside, so you can see how it was given. But the fact was, the ball was moving when. When Allison starts the play quickly, um, the ball was moving and the ref lets it go. You rarely see that happen where the ref just lets that go. They always pull it back. Um, but from there, it was really good. You know, Trent plays a lovely wee ball. And then, no, now, yeah, I mean, it was good. I think once we got the goal, we relaxed. We were much more in control. Second half, thought Robertson was outstanding. I um, thought that, you know, we still—it's still not quite clicking. You know, Firmino's still coming very deep, not getting a lot of joy. Um, the goal by Shakiri is excellent. You know, he was—he was, he was really—I thought he, he 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 was good. You know, he—he's he, always involved. He's always busy, isn't he? He always looks like he's—he's going to do something. Uh, it's a great cross by Robertson, a great finish by him. But um, yeah, that was it. Really, wasn't it? As soon as I went in, it was kind of routine, you know, um, and, and it was another three points on the board. And I suppose that's been the theme of the season, really. Um, we're playing probably, it feels like at about 70% most weeks, we're getting the job done. But it would be nice um, as we come into a really tough run of games now in a busy period, just be good if we could just get that balance and get in the midfield, maybe chipping in more and um, just a bit more of that sort of flow and play from us and get Firmino going again so but, but but a good three points but still still a lot of work to do especially when you look at um, what city went done later that afternoon against uh, united which was a bit ominous to say the least you know there's, there's a lot of work for us to do to to try and win this league which is what it's all about
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously there's the, the wider picture of winning the league, but um in general, Dave, what do you reckon? a, a kind of a more a more fluent performance than perhaps we'd seen in, in previous games. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as big a score as scores against Cardiff, for example, but it seemed like a, a more polished performance. Uh Fulham weren't bad on the day, I thought. I mean, uh, they defended pretty well. Um they didn't make Liverpool's task easy, and uh, they had the Cessinian chance. Um, but I mean, and, and that could have obviously been one nil because it was 0-0 at the time. But it doesn't. It comes after a couple of a uh, good chances for Liverpool uh, that that haven't been taken. And um, um, there's the offside goal. What did you make of it? I mean, I thought he was offside first. First time you look at the replay, you think no, Robertson playing him on, but. For Me, like he's, he's leaning in, into an offside position, and I know half the time you don't get it. In fact, most of the time you don't get it, but um, in general, to me, it seemed like we, it it was it was a, a step in the right direction, or am I um, am I painted with too much of a too much? Yeah, uh, are
0: my um, glasses too rose tinted? What would you say? Oh, it's hard to say, chief. Um, I think yeah, the goal's offside. It doesn't matter whether it's I don't know, marginally or or yeah, by yard. He's he's offside. He's, he's offside. 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 He's, he's offside. He's, he's, it's offside. It's it's unlucky because he goes a tiny bit early, but he's offside. And it's always funny the way the guy who's like closest to playing them onside is always the guy who puts their hand up first. It always makes me laugh, or the guy who's playing them onside is the one who puts his hand up. Yeah. Um in this occasion it's Robertson sticks the hands up right away because he absolutely shits himself because he knows he's a yard too deep. Yeah. Um so um He also yeah. knows
1: he's the closest to the linesman, which is which is good. Like Yeah,
0: yeah. So he thinks oh fuck, i I'm gonna I I am gonna have to try and influence him here at some point and I'll just put my hand up and to you hear the, to them Absolutely the cry, certain
1: the cry comes over the crowd noise, it's it's you you hear it the scream
0: offside like yeah and those are the little decisions you get when you're playing at home you know um and then we're quick off the mark um good finish from Salah um good I goal needed that as
1: well didn't he because he hadn't really been in the game he'd, he'd been trying to play his way out of trouble generally he hadn't he hadn't had a good start and that um that really helped. I think after that, he certainly second half he was much better. And I think um, that that pass along the line and getting the assist, I think, really, um yeah, allowed him
0: to grow into the game. Yeah, I think that game aside, even I think he's needed that for a few games now. Um, yeah. he, he hasn't really, he hasn't really influenced a game, and I don't know whether that's a symptom of of Robertson having a bit more license to go because. Mane gives him the cover that he needs to be able to go and overlap on the outside where Salah just doesn't give him that um, and he's a little bit more restrictive or sorry restricted in in uh, the opportunities that he has to get forward um, or, or maybe he's just a little bit out of form I don't I don't know um, but he, he he gets his first England goal tonight as well which is uh, which will do him no harm at all and a really really good finish from, from an advancing right back position so um, yeah, I think that's great. Um, I, the one thing I took from it is probably a bit of a negative and I know it's not like me, but, um, mm. sure. Here we go for just a bit of crack. Um, I don't, I don't love, I don't love this, this, um, four, two, three, one with, with Salah as, as, the, as the nominal striker. I don't love it. I think with, Mane and, and Shakiri instinctively playing quite narrow and Firmino dropping deep. Um, I think it's all a bit congested in that area. And I, I get that we don't really have you know, I'm not sure whether I'm not sure whether Shakiri is trusted enough to do that role as as the the furthest forward of a three. And maybe that's why that that extra security's in there with with the two with the two sixes as it as it was you know when um, Alderman Fabinho. I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know whether this is an experiment. Klopp's trying um, to see where we can go with it further on, or is he is he switching the formation to accommodate what we're what we're lacking in personnel? So you know, and, and needing to play security for that attacking. An inventive and creative influence from midfield is he having to sacrifice playing with two sitting in front of the back four, so that he has a license to go and doesn't have as much defensive responsibilities. And then, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, it, it seems to me at the moment that it's that, and and it allows then the fullbacks to go, both fullbacks to go. So I think he, in in a way, I think he knows that he needs. To, to, or he wants to at least, and, and I think uh, it 's being borne out that he needs to get Shakiri on the pitch in some way or another, and he wants he wants to the for them on because there's there 's been so little creativity from the midfield um, that and Shakiri's the only one that um, that 's going to really beat a man in that midfield and 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 look to open up and He's got the range of passing, and he's got a through ball. Plus, he can hit one, and, and he's, he can he can sort of offer a bit of everything. He 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 is that that floating attacking midfielder, if you like, the 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 link player that we we don't have in the absence of Kaida. Then I think, yeah, I think I think that that allows a solidity solidity by having a, an extra sitter in there, but. He's only, he's only really used it against the, um, the weaker teams at home, hasn't he? So maybe it's, it's more at the moment just a way of, of like, and it has worked, so maybe it's more a way of kind of breaking down those those teams that are going to sit deeper and allowing us to get the four on. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, well, maybe it is. Um, the, the other thing that I've, I've contemplated is because of Keita being out and Henderson being out um, and Milner just, genuinely looking fucked after you know three games in a week yeah is he has he had does he feel he's had to throw Fabinho in earlier than he would have liked so he's also affording him a little bit of extra protection with with Ronaldo sitting beside him i don't know could, I, i'm just I've, i'm just surmising it could be any number of things um but i suppose i don't know the question remains is is this is this born out of out of personnel and injury issues and the lack of an Oxley chamberlain type player and all we've talked about, or is this maybe an alternative going forward and trying to get Salah a little bit closer to the goal? And that's the other thing about it. I don't necessarily enjoy Salah playing that central. I think he's much more effective when he's cutting in and he, he he's able to square a defender up and run at them. And you can see that's where he got his goal from as well. So I don't know. My personal opinion, don't don't love it loads at the minute. Um, don't think it's the best out of Firmino either. But I, I suppose, I guess we'll see when, when injuries rectify themselves and 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 guys have a bit more time to bed in. Where where we end up in in two or, two or three months' time?
1: Yeah, well, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think, think uh, Klopp's kind of been a pains to say that that he tried this formation uh, a few times last season as well. I think there was an interview he gave recently where he talks a, a bit about the formations and basically that um, he wants to be as fluid as possible. I mean, there was an argument to say the other day. I mean, there were at times it looked a bit like a four-two-two-two. Times it looked like a four-two-four. Times it looked like a four-two-three-one. Um, and we've
0: seen that four-two-two-two before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it looked like um, it looked like Salah and Mane with the furthest two forward, and for me, no one Shakiri within them with, with the two behind with uh, Fabinho and um, Wijnaldum sitting sitting deeper but the thing the thing about Fabinho and Wijnaldum is that essentially you've got kind of two box to box midfielders there so when it all begins to kind of fit a little more and, and players get get used to each other a bit because you've got to remember Shakiri's new in that team and and so is Fabinho if that if that does begin to gel a bit more then You know, you've got a a holder and a sitter at any point to join as well, making a fifth man. You know, Uh, plus you plus, as we said, the ability to to release the 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 fullbacks a bit more because you're thinking you've got Gomez, Van Dyke, you know, and one off Fabinho Wijnaldum sitting. You're probably going to cover most things, uh, certainly against weaker teams. You know, um but yeah, I mean, Johnny, what do you, what what's your take on the on the old four two three one? Do you think? I mean, for for knows come in for for a bit of well, a, a bit of criticism and and b uh, a bit of sympathy in in the sense that maybe this system doesn't suit him so well. But um, yeah. he was he was quite involved on Saturday, and I, I thought he had he had a decent game. Like, yeah, I
2: mean, he, there was patches of the game where he you know, where he, he was involved, I, I don't know, I think it's the type of game where, no disrespect to the, you know, the, it's it's been an often repeated point this this season so far, but you know, the top sides now um, at that, at the sharp end of the table, so you're Liverpool, City, Chelsea and Spurs and then to a lesser extent probably Arsenal as well, you know, they're, they're absolutely done And to an even
0: lesser extent, you know, just
2: <laughs> and certainly, very much less. Well they're they're eighth or something, aren't they? Um, but but one of the things is that they are really dominant against, you know, they're not they're hardly ever dropping points anymore. Um, and and I suppose Klopp will feel like this is the sort of game where if you're gonna try stuff, um, these are the type of games to do it. So he's he's said a couple of times that the, you know Fabinho's better in that as a two. Yeah. You know, playing as a double six. So he's probably thinking it'll be comfortable for him. He, you know, it's a position he's familiar with. Tactically, he'll be familiar. And it does give that creative freedom then to an extent to Shakiri. I'm not just convinced. I think that, you know, I've seen us a couple of games where Shakiri started, and Shakiri, it's not the problem himself. Shakiri's really good, really creative, but it just looks like at times that like, you can get at us, you know, there was, you know, they, they were, they were able to get at us a bit more than I, than I had thought they would. Um, and even the, 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 the home game sort of recently. And I think it was, was it Southampton? But, we, but there was a home game recently as well, where I felt we were, we were huffing and puffing a bit at times and we didn't always look like we were totally in control of it. Um, I think it's a bit of. I, I tend to agree with Dave in terms of. I don't like, you know. I can see the whole, getting Salah closer to goal. I mean, he'd done that a lot last season. Like people made it out like Salah was some kind of right winger. You know, we know he wasn't. He came in central a lot, lot more, which is why he got such a good goal return. But I, I totally agree. Yeah, but with Johnny, him.
0: he comes in. Yeah, he comes in central off that off that inside right position. So he's not. Yeah. He's not being marked in the centre. He's able to float in and find space and run off the back of people, which when I, I think when he's playing centrally he doesn't have the opportunity to do that. I,
2: I agree, Dave, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, I I don't like him starting out from the central position at all. Um what I was saying was like he's not a he's not a wide right conventional player, obviously. He but where he's at his best, Salah, is where he picks up the ball, and as Dave says, he can square up defenders, he runs inside, he's on a stronger foot, and how many goals did you see last season where, you know, he got one-on-one, squared the defender, went past him either inside or outside, slipped the ball in the corner, or, you know, he's coming inside and the pitch is opening up and he's very quickly zipping the ball into Firmino or Mane, or, you know, zipping it in, getting a one-two and getting getting it back and then sticking it in the net, so... He just doesn't look as, you know, he just doesn't look as, um, to me, as we just don't look as fluid, I don't think we look as fluid when he's, when he's there, and Firmino's struggling to get in the game, so I can see why Klopp's doing it, you know, these are the type of games where he's trying to get that bit of balance, and I suppose, you know, if you look at the midfield balance, you know, Keita... Um, hasn't, it's been very stop-start with him, he's had his injuries, he hasn't played much at all recently because of them, he only came on for like 90 seconds, bit of a strange substitution, I have to say, I was a bit, what, why, what's the point, putting him on in 90 seconds, I, go, I would have liked to have seen him, as soon as it was 2-0, like throw Keita on, give him 15 minutes, at least let him feel his way in there against a, a team that are already sort of accepting defeat, it would have been, a, but, you know, there's still they're still work to do, Claps still, Sure, in his head, he knows the formation he, he, he likes. And I think what we've always seen with Klopp is he likes that three in midfield, but he likes that three to be able to do a bit of everything. And that's, you know, the point. It's very hard. It's not an easy team to settle day for that Liverpool midfield. So, absolutely. Um,
1: you know, he's, he's come in and he's playing, obviously, in a, in a position, the, probably the most exposed position on the pitch, where, uh, in the sense that if you, you make a mistake, you know, you're you're right in the engine room. You're you're going to be noticed, and it's you know, it, it's um, you can't really get away with. It. He's not coming in playing right back, left back, you know, or even even out wide somewhere on the left or right uh, as a winger, or he's not a forward getting five chances and, and maybe scoring one or something like that. It's 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 very difficult, and tactically, I think it's, it's very difficult um, <clears throat> given what what club asks our team to do or his teams to do it's, you know, it's, it, he wasn't deemed even capable of, um, of, or worthy of being on the bench or ready for being on the bench for the first couple of months of the season. So the fact that he's come in now and played what started, what five games, is it something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he said, he said generally had the 90 minutes in the games and, I think every every game in general he's gotten um, a little bit better and it's going to be a, a steady progression. But there's no doubt that he, he's been signed with a view to being a, a regular first-choice midfielder for central midfielder for us. Um, and I think not having followed him that closely at Monaco, but having seen him a bit in the Champions League and stuff and having heard from people that do follow European leagues more than I do, you know there is a lot more to him than than the whole. I'm going to sit here and and um, and break up play. I mean, he's got that to his game, but he's he's got quite a lot more. He, he's he's a driving runner. He can carry the ball. He can he can finish. Um, he he with the penalty taker, I think, of Monaco as well. Um, so yeah, there's quite a lot more to him. So be interested to see how the midfield settles down. I mean Kaida's somebody, um so I think I mean we we happy enough we can move on from the, the full game to 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 whatever comes up. So Kaida's somebody that was, was mentioned there, the the wee cameo, the wee cameo sub appearance and maybe it was just to signify that uh, he is ready, actually ready to be be considered and, and be um be a part of the first team again. Let's hope. Um, you mentioned we, we mentioned pre pod. We're, we're going to need something more from the midfield. Do you think it's realistic to expect now Naby Keita to come in and, and make his mark, or do you think we're still seeing him kind of settling and, and ease his way in? And we should be looking more towards the second half of the season for to before before we start really measuring what his career might be like at Liverpool.
0: It's uh,
1: I think you know, he's already he played, involved. has he? I mean,
0: he's been here a while, but he's already played well. Well this, well, this is it, and you know, I don't know with his injury how much he's actually been able to train and be involved with the first team training. So, I you know, soccer knows how far along he is with in that re- regard. He's commonly learned a new language, you know, he's, he's admitted himself that that's. That, made it a little bit more difficult to try and get the grips of things, but I think you, know, you, you mentioned it earlier on, and you know, I think people underestimate how difficult it is to, to be a midfielder in a Jurgen Klopp team. It's really, really hard, and all, all of those midfielders have come under some form of criticism. You know, Chan, when he was there, Milner, yeah. Wijnaldum, Henderson, you know, more so than anybody else. Um, they've come across all kinds of criticism, but I don't think people understand the, the demands that are placed on a midfielder playing in that system when it's three. And it's not, a, it's not a flat three, you know? It's not, you know, you're expecting them to rotate, you're expecting them to cover one another, you're expecting them to be a jack-of-all-trades, but not a jack-of-all-trades. You're expecting them to be a, almost a master-of-all-trades to a certain degree, I think, you know, and and that, it's so difficult. It's so, so difficult. And I know people have talked about, you know, we want want a a specialist number six to sit in front of the back four and protect the back four. That's not what the manager wants. That's not what he wants. That's why he signed Fabinho. Well, exactly. And, you know, Fabinho, you know, he's a right back as well. Yeah, you know he he started his career at right back. He's played his last few games for Brazil at right back, and you know that that shows that he's not just a holding midfielder. He's able to maraud forward. He's able to get involved in the midfield play. He's able to get you know beyond the ball and be an option. Yeah. Yep. exactly. So you know this this idea of having a specialist defensive midfielder, or as as FIFA kids are calling it now, their their DM or fucking DCM or whatever it is it's a myth in this side so it's gonna take time and I think with regards to Kaida that's exactly why Kaida was signed because he's not one thing or another you know he can he can win the ball back he can be tenacious in the middle of the park he can sit in front of the back four he can break up play but also he can find a killer pass he can beat men he can dribble um you can get in the end of things you can, you, you can break beyond the ball into the box and I think we need to be you know you're patient with um, patient with Robertson um, Oxley Tamer is another one, and he's you know more so one of the, the more attacking midfielders who, who is pre, you know predominantly his jobs to, to press and and to, to link up the play but we need to be patient with these guys because it's, it's a very, very difficult task to just slot into that team and just expect them, expect them to start to perform in line with, with what the manager wants them to. So I don't, I don't know what you guys think, but I'm, I'm hoping that we see now moving into December and hopefully Kelly gets a few more minutes under his belt. Hopefully... Fabinho so is now starting to adjust to the system and we start to see us kick on like we, do, we did last year. I've said this about a million times. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I am in the whole, the whole midfield thing and it being the, the key to us becoming the, the Liverpool we saw at the back end of last season.
1: Yeah, I mean, Johnny, uh, obviously we've got Kaida who looks like he might be ready to come back in now properly. We've got, and, and make his mark, uh, we've got Henderson looking like he's uh, coming back to, to fitness and, and going to be able to c- contribute again. Um, obviously, we've got Fabinho who's betting in at the moment. It looks like he's, he's getting you know more acclimatised with every game. Milner, Wijnaldum, who's had a good, very good season. So with these coming back, do you, do you think that's enough there, obviously? We talked about Shakiri, Lalana, I think, is a bit of a write-off. Um, maybe I'm being harsh, but I don't see, I don't see that he's back to any to anything like his pre-injury levels. And he, even if he were were at his peak, I'm not convinced that this team hasn't kind of moved past him a little. Although I, I think still think a peak Lalana could be useful. But those are the midfield options, and with them coming back, do you think you know that'll be enough to see us through until until January and beyond? Well certainly
2: it's enough till January. I mean it, i know a lot of people have said it and you know and this is people like I would be I was really, really happy with the business in the summer and the overall position that we're that we're in. Um, but it it's felt like it, it still feels a wee bit like we're a player short. It does, you know, it just you look at somebody like like Do you want to like talk here, about
0: transfers, Johnny? Do you want to talk about transfers? Do you want to talk like, about the January we, transfer window?
2: Okay. Like, are we january transfer I, mean, I know
0: you do
2: i like a january transfer people forget we signed um luis suarez in january um we signed felipe continue in january we signed virgil van dyke in january these, these players have done okay <laughs> so uh you, you can get a good player in january but no i, I think chief to go back to your question um I think, yeah, you know, there's enough there. I would like another type of player, just another similar in that Fakir mold that can play that ten really naturally. I mean, I like Shakiri when it when when he's coming in there, um, but it just. I think the whole thing with Kida is, you know, and I'm not impatient in in the way that you know some people are. I think we've seen we. We Robertson, we seen we Oxley, Chamberlain. The way the club likes to integrate a player, he likes to really be sure that they know the system and know the job. Dave said it. You know, it's it's really hard to play midfield for Liverpool. There's so many jobs you're expected to do, but I can't help. I can't escape the feeling that if we are going into this intense period where we've got some. We've got some juicy away games, and even you know, Bournemouth. We've got we've got Watford away. We've got Bournemouth. We've got to go to Paris in the Champions League. I just I can't escape the feeling that Keda, if we can get Keda fit again now and into the team, and if he can start, it's felt to me like Keda's played very safe. He's almost played with the with the handbrake on, but, you know, he's been very sort of conservative and...
0: Just a bit uh, within himself.
2: Yeah, it's like he's almost just been a wee bit safe. He's not trying to do things. And that wasn't the cater that was, you know, the cater that you've seen at Crystal Palace in that second game where Allison rolls the ball out to him and he does like a wee back heel around the guy and he puts through the, would have been probably the goal of the season. He chipped the ball through to Salah, remember Salah put it over. To me, that's that's what I want to start seeing from Kida. we need we need him to start really grabbing. You know, he was signed for a big amount of money. His his reputation. Uh, watched him in the Bundesliga. Thought he was different to anything I'd seen in a long time. And I just I, I just I think if we're going to seriously push City and really clicking the gear, we're going to need Naby in our team and firing and starting to do the things that he can do with those wee through balls, those dribbles, that carrying the ball, that creativity. So I think um, I'm all right with the options there, but but I think we need more. um, And I don't want to be... How many pods have we now done where I don't want to really talk about... Adam Lalana anymore. Um, I know you mentioned the peak Adam Lalana. I know Dave likes him as to watch as he's, he's a good footballer. The the reality is, like, Lalana's been at Liverpool, must be uh four coming on. It'll be four years at least, the past four years. And I was saying those four years, he's either been injured or he played well for maybe three months and four years. You know, he's he's just not good enough. There's no there's no end product there. He doesn't score enough. He doesn't create enough. He's not fit enough. He's he just looked against Red Star like like a you know like like sometime a youth, lightweight youth team player thrown in. He was just thrown off the ball too easy. So I think you know you can you can start to look. We we have moved past him. I think him starting at Red Star probably you know Clapple will use him very sparingly moving forward. Um, but, but but I think the midfield is a quandary. Uh, it just feels like it's part of the team at the minute. The forwards aren't functioning great, you know. Goalkeeper defense, we're, we're all pretty happy with, but forward line not really clicking just yet. But I think a big factor in the forward line is that the midfield's not been been great, and I think that needs that's something we need to needs to improve. And I can see why Klopp's tweaking it and trying different things.
0: It's funny how times change, isn't it? In a matter of months, yeah, yeah. What you mean from the from the from the Artway great going forward, and we fucking yeah, are shit at the back. Yeah, uh, oh, much. we're great at the back, but we're we we really need to be a bit more creative, and we but need it, something more from it, the midfield. And
1: is isn't it a combination then of, of factors? I mean, isn't probably the the main factor that uh, we are bedding in several new players
0: into yeah. this first team. Totally, and I, uh, there's, there's, there's I, and I think it's a myth. This myth around, um, oh, we're we're not as free scoring as we were last year because we're better at the back. I don't agree with that at all because we've 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 literally been this good at the back for about a year now. It's almost twelve months. And people feel they recognise that at the end of the last season because of like. You know, because, because it began to happen halfway through the season. Well, yeah, and also then... Those and the crazy, narrative the narrative was already set by then. Well, that's it. And then there was that, you know, two crazy Champions League semi-final games against Roma where we, we won 5-2 and lost fucking, I don't know, 5-3 or 4-2 or something mad like that. Yeah. And it, you're right, it didn't play into the narrative but the reality is, is we can be good at this back and we can be this good at the back and be as good going forward as we were last year, but I think genuinely think Oxley Chamberlain's a massive, massive, massive hole, a massive piece of the jigsaw I'm missing. Um, I don't know. I was going to ask you just because there are two players that have stuck out recently in the rumor mill coming up to January. If you could, would you? If you could take one or the other, would you take Fakir in January or would you take Dembele in January? <sighs> it's a fucking tough one, isn't it? It is
1: a tough one. I mean, isn't personally, it, just? Personally, I haven't seen that much of Dembele. I've seen a bit more of Fakir. And from what I know of Dembele, his discipline his disciplinary record is pretty pretty shoddy. like i mean he i know for a fact that he threw up down tools for dortmund went on strike disappeared went a wall went to barcelona and did all that and now apparently he's getting getting in, in trouble for ditching training in barcelona so i'm not convinced necessarily on on him um all right so let's let's make it a I bit simpler i would take fakir
0: though i mean because so when so you're talking simply London? simply like stylistically as a player, do you want do you want the fakir type player who's the attacking midfielder or the number ten or whatever you want to call it? Or do you want the player that can play across the front line? I think we need another I think we need another attacking midfield player.
1: My that would be that would be my take because I think Salah wants to be a forward and and he is a forward. I mean, to be honest, he 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 can link, he can link play, he can play quick kind of combinations and whatever, and get in behind. But he's not not really going to lay one on. He's not going to find a, a through ball necessarily. He's, he's it's all done at pace. He's not going to unpick a lock.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's a it's it's a very interesting question, Dave. Um, I think the funny thing, like, I suppose if you look at them, Fakir would be really, really good, and that he could bring a lot creatively. Um, and I think there's a bigger demand immediately. But you, I hear these stories about Dembele being linked. And you look at Barcelona's wage bill, which I didn't realize their wage bill is uh, bigger than Man City's. Their wage it's bill is,
0: astronomical. Uh, they have yeah. literally ditched. They've literally ditched. Their entire philosophy, and they've done what they did like fucking twenty five years ago when they went and signed Clivert and fucking all these boys on ridiculous amounts of money. And the the Vidal was mental, mental, and they've got themselves in a the fucking hole now. Yeah, so, it's are they both, yeah. are in big financial holes because of their wage bill. I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, I mean I, it, but, but, but but apples, I just balance the books, but, didn't?
2: But I think it creates an opportunity, and that I will say, like. I don't think I've ever like Dembele has such a, to me he's got such a high ceiling you know he's got such a, a level that he can get to and I know he's got his problems he's a young player I don't think he's settled in Barcelona we know that Klopp has always coveted him you know we know that Klopp was pretty pivotal in him going to Dortmund in the first place Um, and it's hard not to think with what Klopp done with you know, he likes your Goatses and your Royces and your Lewandowskis and, and you're seeing... The, yeah, yeah and, and you're, him. exactly. And you see what he's done with you know, you see what he's done with Salah and, 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 and Firmino and things like that. So it's hard not to think that he would be absolutely Um, he could be something really special and he could give us options left, right? He would give us so, so much but it's an interesting one. I think, you know, I, I still, a lot of people think the Fakir deal is just dead. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure. I see, I
0: think, a, I I we'll see a
2: lot of, I see a lot of parallels with the Van Dyke deal. Yeah, well, Johnny,
0: this right. is it. Listen, we, we came out last year and we literally, exactly said, we, 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 we literally said we will not be submitting another deal. We, so, no, what was it? We have officially um, ended our interest on in pursuit of the player. And then three months later, he's in a Liverpool shirt. Yeah. So we have we have we have
2: for this. We've got form for this. And remember as well, Dave, that this is a player who sat. He has sat and done an interview for Liverpool, sitting okay, in a Liverpool,
1: Liverpool shirt.
2: And I find it hard to believe that
1: we're we have a guy
2: hanging out to dry, and we're just never going to come back. I think. I I think something could happen there. Um, and I hope it does it would... yeah
0: it's funny as well you know his standout performance of the season so far where was it against City yeah against City at the Etihad so
1: maybe so, going to be playing against City at the Etihad first first game, of, first game in January wouldn't that be a fucking Merry Christmas that would be awesome I mean Van Dyke's we've got the news on what Boxing Day or something pretty much that he, that was going to be done
0: yeah and then um wasn't his was his first game in the derby like yeah was his first game in the derby you know yeah third round the no, was it the third third in the f a cup yeah. yeah so yeah well, i suppose we'll see i don't know i personally i think personally it's a it's a difficult one because you always worry about you always worry about what happens if if one of those front three get a and you can talk about, you know, Firmino's form or whatever, but you always worry about if one of those front three get a you know, three-, four-month injury, what are you going to do? It's always in the back of your mind. But at the same time, you can see the immediate issue is that, is that link between the midfield um, and the attack and that player with the ability to carry the ball and drive the defence and, you know, commit defenders. Open, open
1: up the space for well, the that's
0: that's it, you know, you know, someone who can do that, you know, they, they demand a, def- a defensive player to, you know, come towards them and close them down. That immediately opens up space. And we, we don't have that at the moment, particularly when you're playing with a midfield, like, you know, any one of, you know, any three of the four of Fabinho, Henderson, Wijnaldum and Milner, any, th- any combination of those three, none of them are going to do that. You know, you throw secure in there and I think, you know, I think Klopp still has his, his reservations about that. Um, whereas Oxley-Chamberlain just, you know, he just seems to be one of these guys who just, just bought into the system immediately and understood his responsibility immediately. And, yeah. you know, if you get someone who does that... And,
1: well, we didn't see him. We didn't see him for three months. And well yeah he came in it was November wasn't it when really when he, when he came in end of October wasn't it um, where he, he really came in the side and, and sort of we, we began to see him feature um, but yeah, I mean it's, it's an interesting one Shakiri we sort of touched on earlier, and I think he's, he's making himself more and more pivotal uh, and I think that he's grabbing his chance in the absence of any other real creative midfielder, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean the, the, the Fakir one's interesting, the reason why I said Fakir is because obviously Klopp we, we were in for him you know, so, so far in for him that as Johnny said, we did, we did the interview so obviously we've done our homework on him as in being the type of player that we absolutely want, or the player that we absolutely want, barring this injury thing and yeah, there is that that, that idea, I mean, I've thought that as well That I mean, it's gone so quiet that can it really be you know could could it could it just be a bluff like like the whole Van Dyke thing um belly's exciting, of course, but think you know the thing is also with this Liverpool team is you know if, if you were able to add another twenty goals from an attack and midfield position and still keep the front three, then you know, well, then you're city aren't you yeah exactly city. and that's 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 what I feel that's what you want. You, we we need bet we need more finishers. I think in in the team, more people that can that will get you fifteen twenty goals.
0: And I genuinely think that's the difference at the minute. Whereas we have, let's say, let's say Henderson and as as the Fernandinho, and then we've got Milner and Wernaldum, or or bernaldo and Fabinho, and they have David Silva and, and Bernardo Silva. Bernardo and Bernardo was finishing
1: is. Fucking ridiculous by he's the way. He's just
0: he's just he's a, just a beautiful, beautiful footballer. He's absolutely glorious. He's I love a watching him. Rich man, <laughs> yeah, he really he really is. He really, really is. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that sort of player. I just have, I just have a real soft 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 spot for that sort of player. Um but but they're the guys who you know they can do they can do all the dirty work because let's be honest, you know. It doesn't take talent to understand tactical, nice and and you know press and close players down and 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 get stuck in the tackle. But it takes players like that that are going to make the difference. They're going to break beyond. They're going to break beyond the ball. You know they're going to get in the end of things. They're going to create things. They're going to score from distance. And that that for me at the moment that's that's the difference between. Between, or, between the two sides. Because Marez has Mar- a couple of goals. Um, Sterling hasn't quite captured the form that he showed at the end of last season. Sammy's still not scoring, getting on the pitch. Still scoring regularly. He is. Sammy's not getting on the pitch, you know, if, for one reason or another. He's,
1: on, he's, he's scoring. You know, so they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're all capable. But in the meantime, as you rightly say, the likes of David Silva and Bernardo Silva are just... You know, again, scoring with with alarm
0: and regularity. Yeah, you know. but what they also do Neil, is is they 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 afford those those wide players further opportunities to score. Absolutely, and that I think you're right. I mean, that that the general point about City and
1: why their goal difference is better and why they're they're smashing teams six and seven nil or five and six nil or whatever
0: is that they genuinely have goals from pretty much every position. And the scary thing is it's it's been without De Bruyne, who's arguably the best player in the division for the majority, if not Absolutely. practically practically all season so far, Absolutely. a third of the season. Definitely.
1: But, I mean, it's interesting how things happen. He's had a few injuries now in a row. I think there's two injuries in a row. And relatively serious in the sense it's six to eight weeks both times. And, um yeah, you just wonder will he will he recapture the form straight away? How long it'll take him? Obviously, he had the World Cup. They went deep Belgium in the World Cup. Had no preseason really. Um, obviously, been been said highlight for the last you know couple of seasons at least. Um, but interesting to see how he fit back in when they come back in and whether that could in any way disrupt their rhythm because if if anything, been better without him, um, which which is which is pretty. A pretty shocking thing to say, because undoubtedly he is right up there with their with their absolute best players.
0: Um, well, that's the genius. That's just the genius of Guardiola, though, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. But but you know, life goes on. We're only two points behind them, and with that in mind, you know, we're just uh, only only sort of ten minutes or so left on the pod. So we we'll look ahead, I guess, to the next kind of six games. I think we we had a look pre at the next six and yeah some very um very important fixtures i guess tricky fixtures uh we noted that um we had a lot of away games didn't we um we have whopper away psg away um then it was uh the derby away from home against everton at goodison we've got uh, burnley away bournemouth away and we've I we've united the Darby, at home in there I somewhere. The Darby's as well. at home, isn't it? I think the
2: derby's at home. Was it? Um, I think, yeah. Uh, I think we're at home in the derby. But we've definitely got. We've definitely got.
0: Double check that. We've
1: that's
2: got I Watford. We've got. Uh,
0: we've got Watford, Burnley, and Bournemouth away. We've got United at home. We've got PSG away. We've got Napoli at home. And we've got Everton. Uh, you're you're looking further ahead. I'm
1: looking at um, yeah. We've got Watford away, PSG away. The Derby is at home. Sorry about that. Okay. Early away, Bournemouth away, and then um, Napoli at home
0: to round that six six kind of game run off. does um, it matter think, to say like the Christmas period's mental. Well, it's actually not the Christmas period. It's like three months from the end of end of November to like the start of February. Absolutely.
1: Well, it's six six. I mean, it's little mini run just
0: to the 11th of December, so
1: that's definitely the pre-Christmas period, is six games in 18 days uh, as we rightly said, four of them away from home, including a trip to Paris uh, and we start with a trip to fairly high-flying Watford, they've had a bit of a wobble recently, but um, they're certainly a strong team um, Javi um, is it Javi Gracia. It is he's got them uh, playing playing really well um started started the, the season unbeaten. I think they they win the first four unbeaten. So it's it's gonna to be tough. We've had issues, we've had had issues at uh Vicarage Road before. Um do you see yeah, how do you see it? I mean uh do you see this uh see see for posing any problems or um yeah what do you make of this? Are we What 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 do we want from these these next games? I mean basically you're looking at uh, Watford, Liverpool, say take the league games, uh, Watford, Everton, Burnley and and uh, and Bournemouth. Four games that on paper, you know, you you probably hope to win. I mean, are we taking we taking any less than twelve? There? I mean, can can we can we get by with with less than twelve in these?
2: I I genuinely think we probably can't. I mean that's just the reality of where um that's just the reality of what it feels like chasing City. Um when you when you're looking up at a team that um only dropped fourteen points in a whole season. Finished with a hundred points and a lot of people think they're better this year. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are seriously saying they're better, especially after the way they just you know, embarrassed Man United at the the weekend. Just the the level of control they have. Um, so you, you look at them, chief, and, and I know normally in, in the Premier League you look at those type of games and go, yeah. Do you know what? These are the type of games where you know we 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 can maybe afford an odd we uh, we we slip up or whatever. Um, you know we maybe can get away with one draw or something. But I don't know if we can. You know, we're we're two points behind City. So we've got to keep the uh, We've got to keep the momentum. They're all games. that on the face of it. You know, we, we should be winning. I think you're right on Watford. I mean, Watford were on a, you know, they, they were on a really good sort of run, um, where where they, they 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 put a few really good you know results together. I was really impressed with them. I watched, I seen their game at Arsenal, um, which I think was I don't know if it was early October. It was. Early, it might have been the end of September, or whatever. But they they lost two 0 at Arsenal. But I thought they were really, you know, I thought they were really unlucky. Um, and I'd seen them at home to United when they lost, and then. But they, they, you know, they they've had some good results this season. Watford, you know, they, they they beat Spurs, um, and they've been quite consistent. They've had, you know, I think they won at Wolves as well, which is a which is a pretty tough place to go to, um. But they're a bit patchy, you know. They're they're one of these teams. They they, they could beat Spurs, and they then I think there was a, there was a game. I remember where they were they were tanked by by I think it was Bournemouth or somebody like that. Um, and they're coming off the back of a couple of actually, you know, and a couple of they're probably coming off the back of a couple of iffy enough results. You know, they they drew at Southampton. They're pretty pretty terrible. So they haven't been scoring as many recently. So. It's you know Watford away will be, it'll be a tricky one as I said it beats Spurs there but we, we need to go on one there and, and these are games Chief that we just I think you know you look the problem with City is you just look at their fixtures and there's n- there's hardly any weekends where you can genuinely ever look at their fixtures and go they're going to drop points so it feels like you know we've, we, we've got to just absolutely stay on it and we've got to Get through this run with as many points as we possibly can and and you know it's hard to you know I think if we don't get maximum points, we'll fall f- further behind city. That's the reality, and the reality is you draw one game now all of a sudden you're four points behind city, and that's not where we wanna wanna be. We've gotta keep
0: keep close and keep putting the pressure on them Um yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, there's just 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 so little. There's just so little Martin Fairer, isn't there? Um, there's so little Martin Fairer this season, and you know, he laughed at me a few weeks ago when I said you could you could literally get hundred points and not win the league, and I genuinely think that that's the case. Genuinely think you get a hundred points and, and still finish second. Um, but you, you realistically, I don't. I don't I don't know. I don't know where City are going to drop points. You know, I'm looking at Chelsea away. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean that definitely gives you hope. If yeah, it could slip up there. I'm looking at Chelsea away. If they go away, if they go away to Chelsea and and win, then you know, I, I'm just I'm just asking myself the question: What more do you need to do? You know, um, it's it's this division isn't isn't the type of division any longer where you can. You know, you can you can bank ninety points and pretty much guarantee you're going to win win the title. It's 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 not that way any longer. Um, and I guess, I guess we, you know, it's a it's a long term thing. And and Klopp's got Klopp's got form for for beating off the the financial juggernaut that seems to sweep everything before them, and we can only just. I kind of put our trust in his experience and 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 hope that he's going to manage the squad in such a way that we can we can stay within touching distance or or even get ourselves you know get a nose in front coming in the last few weeks of the season. But it's going to be really really tough. It is, and as I said, when when City can when City can go on the run at the half without pretty much their best player, it, it's it's fairly ominous and it's fairly concerning from a Liverpool perspective, but. Look, we're really good at football. We're really, really good, and you know, if we don't win it this year, we might win it next year. But if we don't win it this year, I think we'll go, we'll go close. We'll go a hell of a lot closer than United went last year. I'll, I'll, I'll say that now. Um, but the next, the next few games, we we can all afford to, we can all afford to drop the ball. Watford are decent. Um, you know, I like Decoré. I like Pereira. The boy Holabas seems pretty productive from 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 right back. Um, do they still have Gomez in Nets? It's no, Go- no, no. Is it got, Ben uh, Foster or somebody? Or
1: yeah, I think it is,
0: isn't it? Is it Foster? That's good. He's fucking Jew howler as well, so that's grand. Um, so yeah. Um. We just need to keep. We just need to keep getting three points. That's the reality. Johnny's right. That's the reality of the situation. You just need to keep getting three points.
1: Um, well, that was my question. Like, do, do can we afford any slip ups in this in this next four? I mean, you. I mean, on paper you'd say no. At the start of the season, you would say no. Bournemouth tricky. They've been on good form. Um, Burnley. Burnley. We, we talked about. They don't look as good at all. And we should go there and get a result. The derby at home, you've got a fancy, although Everton are playing well, you've still got a fancy, and Everton are much better at Goodison than they
0: are away from home. And I Watford, don't load fancy against Marco Silva teams,
1: yeah. So, the big one really is Watford, isn't it? You've got to start with a win there. That That's a
0: massive game now, isn't it? Totally, totally. For me, but we're in a situation where we're the next game's the biggest game and it's fucking the middle of November and that's the position that we're in because City are so imperious at the minute where the next game's the biggest game and you shouldn't really be talking like that. Um, so um, if, if Liverpool win the title this year, it could possibly be the greatest title that's ever been won, ever. It
1: probably, it probably by its very nature, would have to be because to beat city you're going to have to accumulate a staggering number of points. So so I mean this this is true. Um I think one of one of the big things which we haven't quite touched on but uh maybe we'll finish finish on this cuz conscious of time here's I think we we've, we've got to go away in, in the midst of all those league games. We've got to go away to PSG um 28th of 20th of November Wednesday night and really if we can get a result in Paris that night, that that secures qualification for the knockout stages of the Champions League, isn't? I mean, do you think that's what we'll be aiming to do? Because the last thing you really want to do will a you can therefore wrap it up and, and concentrate a bit more on the on the league games, and b and so you've got the relief and the and the, and the satisfaction of the knowledge you're going through and you've got it sorted. And uh, and B, you really don't want to be relying on on getting a result against Carlo Ancelotti's Napoli on the, on the last this, uh last game 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 week, isn't that what they're called? Game week of the of the of the group stage, do you?
2: No, I I think you're you're dead right, Chief. Um, that's such a massive massive game because, and it's a funny one as well because. You know, after last season, Europe was like the real. Obviously, Europe was the highlight of last season. It was what made last season so amazing, you know, that run to get to Kiev. And it really feels like, you know, we deserve, you know, we're right. We're very, very comfortable at that level now. But we've put ourselves in a position with that late goal out in Naples and, you know, a really, really.
1: The red star debacle.
2: Backle. Yeah, it was a debacle, and I mean, it was there was a lot of things wrong with it. I think the team's attitude was wrong. I actually, for once as well, think you know Klopp's attitude was wrong. Yeah, I think I he, well. yeah. he was you know he was complacent with the team he picked. You know he played Lallana in that atmosphere. He was you know he was such a weak weak link. Uh, he didn't play Firmino. I think we just we didn't take Shakiri, and I know there were reasons. For not taking Shaqiri, but it was just a horrible performance, and it really felt like it undid a lot of the the really good work we'd done in beaten PSG at home. But but I think it's it's a game. It's a massive, massive game for the. Uh, it's a massive, massive game for the club, and that we need. You know, we really need the real Liverpool to show up because I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever that if the real Liverpool show up in Paris, we'll win because they are they're not a great side. They're they're utterly dominant in that French league. You know, Neymar, etc., they just sort of showboat their way through that league. They play and you know, they they, they can turn it on and, and, and occasionally look really good. But they just they're going through the motions. And I think if Liverpool go out there and Actually, are determined and they're dogged and they really, really look look after the the ball and defend properly and do what they should be doing. Then, then we can absolutely we we showed it against them at Anfield. With that score, three two was a was a crazy score. Really, we were miles better than than them at Anfield. But I've no doubt it'll be a tough game. And as you say, chief, you wouldn't want. To you know, you wouldn't want to have to come down to Napoli at home, but I'm confident we'll get through because we've got two bites at the cherry here. And I think if we don't get the result we need in Paris, are are we capable of beating Napoli at home by two goals? Of course we are. You know, of course we are. Um, and we know about the Italian teams and how they travel, but they're big, big games because the momentum shift. If we go out of the Champions League in the group stage and finish third. I don't really want to think about that in terms of momentum and going into the Europa League. I think that would be a real step down for this team, and really, really disappointing.
0: Our home record is fucking imperious. It is. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't mind if it goes to the last game. You obviously want to get it done over there. It, it gives you, you know, if nothing else, it gives you the opportunity to, to rest a few boys and give a few other fellas some minutes in their legs. Um, and David and,
2: and David would put the bet as well. I mean, our away form has been pretty abysmal. I think we've lost now our last. Did someone say we've lost our last, last three? three? it's our last I four? Know. If you
1: count Rome,
0: if you count Roman, the final, last, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the final's not an away game; it's a neutral. Neutral. Yeah, part. so it's our last three. It's our last three. Yeah, but yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do?
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, these runs kind of sneak up on you. Who would have thought that? But, but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's why you want to kick, kick all that off with a, with a win away at Watford and, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully that, that starts the momentum and you can swing through then or carry it through those next six games. So, yeah, I mean, it, it gets hectic, but, uh, I think generally, generally cautiously optimistic, not even, yeah. Well, I suppose cautiously, because we haven't quite clicked. But, but, yeah, I mean, you can't really ask for much more than what we've offered. Bar, a, bar a, a, yeah, what we've described as the debacle against, against Red Star. I mean, there's, we haven't really put a foot wrong this season. So, reason to be cheerful. Plenty of them. So, um, anything else to add, lads? Because we're, we're sort of out of time. So, any other business?
0: None for me. Johnny? Yeah. All
2: good. No, no other business. No other business other than hopefully the Reds when we get this um boring I just I really I don't know. I, I used to get I used to really like international football when I was younger, but now it just really, really bores me.
0: That's because uh, you your shit
2: now. Yeah, that's maybe that's got something to do with it as well, but uh I just want the proper football back. That's what yeah. I want. That that's the business, and then I want the Reds to do the
1: business next on Saturday. Oh. With the, that that would be lovely. Perfect, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, international football. I mean, you, you 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 sort of watch it here and there because there's no other football on. But it really is, it leaves the lack of club football leaves a massive hole in the weekend. Like there's there's no fucking doubt about it. Um, anyway, we we wrap it up there. Um, so. Yeah, this has been the the Copcast podcast. Uh, I've been your host, Neil Patterson, and thanks very much to my guests, jo- uh, Johnny Henderson and Dave Dunning. Um, Johnny, do you, do you want to give people your, your Twitter handle there or, uh, uh, you know, share anything with them?
2: You no, know, well, it's Lad, T-O-O-B-A-M-L-A-D on Twitter. So, yeah, if you follow, I'll follow back and, it's All the usual football and the odd bit of political nonsense as well, or some would say too much political nonsense given every the storm that's going on with this Brexit nonsense. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't well, start with yeah. <laughs> We started with Brexit, yeah. There's there's it's, it certainly leaves plenty to talk about, doesn't it? And um, Dave, do you want to share or are you being secretive tonight?
0: No, I'm not going to share, I'll share. Um, okay. Isn't it funny, Johnny? Listen, listening to the chief chuckle away there in Berlin about our fucking impending fucking Dude. apocalypse.
1: <laughs> I'm not chuckling away. Which <laughs> so, so predictable. Well, we're not going to. It we're not ruining. No, either. that's not. That's not, <laughs> who, who,
0: that's not. Who
1: would have? Who, who would have
2: thought? Bendy bananas were so important to people. eh? Who would have thought? Blue,
1: and blue passports. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. It. You know, sovereignty. Taking back control.
0: You know, the cornerstone Uh, of our societies only blue passports and bendy bananas. Bendy bananas. So on that
1: on that bombshell, we (laughs) will we leave you. So thanks very much for listening. Uh, Yeah, like I said, I've uh, been your host, Neil Patterson. You can follow me on Twitter if you like at Neil nineteen eighty for yeah football, Liverpool, and and lots of politics. So uh, (laughs) you'll have to forgive that. Anyway, uh, we will be back. Then we'll probably take a break next week, given it's uh, International Week. And we will be back with you probably then uh, after uh, the Watford game. So, in the meantime,
0: yeah, stay happy.